Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for Bluegrass and Roots Music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with mm. other women and mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. From BGS, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Support for The Shift List comes from Nomad. Nomad is a Santa Barbara, California-based tech accessory company that specializes in leather and ruggedly engineered mobile accessories. I started using their Expedition charging cable for my iPhone, and this thing is tough. In other words, you can finally throw out the frayed white rubber charging cable that came with your phone. Head to hellonomad.com slash BGS and use code BGS at checkout to receive 15% off any full-priced items through the end of January. And when you use the BGS code, you'll also be entered to win a $200 Nomad gift card, good for anything on the site, including their awesome phone cases with leather from the Horween Tannery in Chicago. hellonomad.com slash BGS, 15% discount code BGS at checkout. Colin Stringer and Jeremy Wolf are two of the three chef and founders of Nunsuch in Oklahoma City, an intimate 22-seat restaurant that focuses on cooking with ingredients that come exclusively from their native Oklahoma. In a landlocked state that rarely gets national recognition for its culinary ambition from any organization, Nunsuch was named Best New Restaurant in the Country by Bon Appetit magazine back in August, ahead of nine other restaurants from food capitals like Los Angeles, New York City, and Washington, D.C. The inventiveness and inspiration for Nunsuch began when Stringer and Wolf worked together at a supper club back in 2014 called Nani in the 100-year-old Victorian house that Stringer also lived in near the heart of Oklahoma City. Word grew around town about the semi-legal restaurant operation happening in Stringer's home, and it was eventually shut down by the city for operating without a license. 
So when Nonesuch opened back in October of 2017, it wasn't a coincidence that the dining experience felt intimate, familial, and hospitable. As Bon Appetit's editor-in-chief Andrew Knowlton wrote in his review of Nonesuch, the best analogy to describe the young chefs that run it are like brothers in a band, heads down, making incredibly beautiful music that they doubted anyone would ever hear. Well, a little over a year after their opening, Nonesuch's book's solid for the foreseeable future, and the guys are poised and focused to take on the newfound attention with a unique sense of artistry and a killer playlist. I spoke to chefs Colin and Jeremy before service the other week in Oklahoma City. My name is Colin Stringer. I'm a cook in Oklahoma City. I'm the head chef at the restaurant Nunsuch. Hello, I'm Jeremy Wolf. Um, I also cook here in Oklahoma City, and I'm chef de cuisine of a restaurant called Nunsuch. When did you open again? Uh, October fourth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen. So you're so you're over a year in. So you guys are in the middle of the restaurant cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Can we describe the the space itself? and the environment and why music plays a particularly important role in for, space. For sure. We wanted to do an open kitchen concept this whole time. That's yeah, always been the plan. Just because we like going to those places, it's it's so fun to see the food being cooked in front of you. I think one thing that was really important to us from the beginning was that we really have to resonate like a pleasantness and a kindness to our guests. We've been to restaurants where you're right there with the chefs and they look pissed off. They look unhappy, and that was really kind of like, if you're that intimate in a space, like it was really important for us that like you get greeted by everyone, that everyone looks calm, that it's just that it's a pleasant place to be in, especially being a, the only tasting menu in Oklahoma, where people are already kind of hesitant, you know, not used to that experience. Yeah, so. That's that's why we wanted this kind of open space. But obviously, mm-hmm. that being said, we hear the music, the guests hear the music. It's a little U-bar that our servers are always in. Um, so they're always with the guests. They're the ones that are, okay. you know, But just you guys are, are right there. behind the mm-hmm. U, yeah. right? So, so there's open mm-hmm. shelves. Our seats one and two, that's where we see our regulars and our VIPs. It's, it's literally like, you know, from you to me across the table. Okay. They're right there. With yeah, us. they they sit against the kitchen wall kind uh-huh. of thing, Got situation. It. So they're three feet away from everything. They hear everything. Like there's this like transparency through the space. If you can see everything, we don't have anything to hide. Um, and I think that as far as music coming in, it kind of works as like a, it can be an icebreaker because it's very much can be intimidating to walk into the space and be like, oh man, I've never eaten anything like this before. Like, I'm really uncomfortable, but then like you hear some nice music or something and you kind of like yeah. level out and you can kind of re- re- maybe relate to something. And then from there you start talking and then you get a little wine and then you start conversing with maybe the seats next to you or something. And then you're much more comfortable and we can kind of use that as a way to make it not feel like pretentious or intimidating or anything because that's the last thing we want we don't want you to feel challenged by this food we just want you to come in eat your meal have a great time like the worst that happens you make some new friends you learn about new wines you never had and we've challenged you a little bit as far as like things you've never eaten or maybe flavors you wouldn't pair together normally um so what do you like to start your day off with uh, musically, when you guys get in at nine o'clock, uh, or or is there music I, I, at the beginning of the day? Definitely, 
I feel like it could go two ways in the beginning. It could be like the most <laughs> quiet, peaceful music, or mm-hmm. it could be just like crushingly heavy. Really punch you in the face, heavy. It could be like cere- like old ceremony. Old ceremony. The violence, violence. Yeah. Era. Or it could be like, you know, like a really... just piano music. It yeah, could be it like could be endless like... melancholy music uh-huh. for quiet mornings. Peter Broderick. Balmeray, like their instrumental. Yeah, we could do that. There's that um, Mike Dillon album, Functioning Broke, yeah, where it's just vibra. Yeah, it's like all vibraphone and crazy. It's just beautiful, <laughs> like xylophone-ish type music. That's really awesome. Yeah, like stuff. the old, old AFI from like, yeah. you know, when they were still. And we'll start our day off with pre, that. Pre, <laughs> when they were on Nitro Records, so like Black Cells in the Sunset, Art of Drowning, and that's the stuff I grew up on. There are very few things that the other puts on that we're we like, dislike. This, we're yeah. probably a 90% of the same wavelength. Yeah, because most, a lot of days it'll even be like, I'll put something on and Colin's like I was just about to put that album yeah, on how did yeah. you know and then I'll it'll be vice versa as well yeah. um, we listen to a lot of Pedro the Lion and David Bazaar we both have cooked uh, in more casual restaurants uh, we were brought together by a separate club uh, by a mutual friend started called Nani um, we all quit our jobs and started cooking in a house um, everything about that supper club was a challenge it was, uh, yeah it was very just like i mean it was a beat down every day yeah because it was 45 dollars. none of us made money we we're all just barely scraping by we made like 150 dollars a week lived in the <laughs> attic like, yeah you know like it was <laughs> we got up to 22 courses for $60. Yeah, so we raised the price. It was, BYO, <laughs> it was BYOB, so people would just get, sm- like, so smashed. Yeah. People would fall asleep on the staircase. They'd throw guy, it up in yeah. the bushes. My favorite one, I think, is a guy came in, and someone brought, like, a Magnum bottle of Riesling, and then some other people brought, like, whiskey and scotch, as this happened a lot. Yeah. And everyone's just sharing and everything, which is a very cool aspect of how I was, and it was yeah. very party like just come in crush and then leave but this guy ate a couple of courses and this is something i learned here at the restaurant a guest told me this because they were at that dinner and it's very hard to remember all these instances because there were a lot of them and uh so this guy he goes a couple of courses in has some wine obviously had been pre-gaming and came in a little more toasted than he should have turns white as a ghost, goes out the front door, pukes in our bushes, and falls asleep face down in the flower bed. And he remains there for the rest of the dinner until the people he came with found him and got him home somehow. And I wish I could say that like that kind of stuff didn't happen a lot, but it <laughs> like he, that guy could have died. Yeah, it's terrible. And people, like he said, falling asleep on the stairs. It was a very reckless experience on everyone's end. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously like kind of the punk rock like legality thing sure. and you know it, it, it was half of the appeal like I think back about some of the food we served and I'm like oh <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I'd ever do that, that dish was. again <laughs> can you think of any I mean I don't know a lot of the food was great don't get me wrong a lot of it was so good but I just we were I feel like then we were throwing darts yeah. And I feel like now when we build dishes, we're taking all these all these things that we know, these points that we know about flavors and textures and ingredients. And I feel like then it was just like throwing darts. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean we were literally like this never happens here. I remember when I was plating up this dish and I like tried it. And I was like, we can't serve. It was like seconds from going out. I was like, scrap it all, scrap it all. And like, we're like taking all these plates. Do you remember that? It was like that. I think it was a cabbage cream. That cabbage sauce with, uh, was it, were we doing the quail eggs there too? It was like, I think it was just that one green sauce. I don't know what it was. But then you like tasted it and you're like, no, none of this. And yeah. so we just like get rid of all of it. And just went to the next course. And just, yeah, then we just like went they'll right never in. Know. Yeah. We. But <laughs> like a 22, a 22 course meal yeah. and you only get served 19 as a guest, you might be like, oh, maybe it was 23. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah but then you get a menu know. and you're like, well, I don't know about this dish. I they were too drunk. I don't know if I had this or not. <laughs> But but at Nani, it was important. You know, we delivered the food, and here we deliver the food. Yeah, we run every dish. The servers rarely run things unless we need extra hands, and even then, we still do the explaining. Mm -hmm. If they have questions, usually their server will come get one of us. We'll go out. We can chat about it for a little as much time as we can kind of afford. Because I mean, depending on where we're at in the night, everybody's slammed. Everybody's doing that. But it's really important for us to look comfortable, look calm look like we have all of our shit together all the time and because that if we look stressed out and we look frustrated yeah. and the guests are going to be like are they frustrated at me and right. like all of these questions it's just arise it's too intimate it's too tight of a space for that you know yeah everything has to be so orchestrated and on it and well also though just paying attention to the music during the service is mm-hmm. I think a unique aspect to what the two of you do because it sounds like a lot of a lot of what you're doing throughout service is also course correcting the vibe yeah. and course correcting the music is there anyone else in your team that seems to do that or can take over that mantle for you eventually I mean I think the our host she's always she's like she's out there so she's it's much She'll louder out there always like I don't like I don't like yeah. this radio station yeah. it's not feeling good we need to change it like, yeah and we're like kind of mid-cooking like oh all right yeah, like what sure. are we gonna do yeah <laughs> so i think that helps that you know she's out there i mean she's right under a speaker so she knows what it's feeling like yeah yeah, yeah. and then kyle our gm he's he's stepped in quite a bit as far as like let's try this what do you guys think about playing this and we're always i mean jeremy and i like, we love love you know being shown new music and mm-hmm. so having you know we finally a year in could afford to bring a gm on so it was once kyle got here it was like okay you know show us what you like so give me give me the album of the restaurant in in the first one staple for a year or artist you can go artist or album for the restaurant in the first year of your of of being done such first year one October that I would nominate October. is probably that You Can't Stay Here by Iron Sheep. Yeah. 
That's one I would not Okay, can we have five? Yeah. Do it. Okay. Okay, Iron Sheik, you can't stay here. Big Thief capacity. Mm-hmm. She was a shark smile. You say, dear, you would be one. Jawbreaker, dear, dear you. you. I mean, that's a classic. Come on. Come on, dude. I mean, I feel like we listen to so much Grimes when we open. That yeah, our angel, our angel would probably would have probably, to be on there. Yeah, that because Paul would always ask for and us to really play no our angel. And there's really no other place I listen to Grimes. That's four. Mm-hmm. We got one more. One more. Gotta make it count. The Japanese breakfast. Yeah, that's a soft sound from another planet. Too hot, too cold, really. Soft sound from another planet. Yeah, soft sound. Soft sound from another planet. Well, well uh, kind of what what happens at the end of service, like mm-hmm. when, when the doors are closed. But I kind of feel like. Gone pretty, pretty deep. Yeah. Would it change much once once guests aren't here? I mean, sometimes like Metallica, Slayer, something a little Power Trip. I like to listen to that. To get a little. Sometimes that's too much. Yeah. But other times it's like. Sometimes we put Creed on like as a joke, but like leave it on for a long time. Well, that's much longer than we should. Go back and listen to that really chunky riff and like the bridge of my own prison. Yeah, that one's put good. That, put that in the show. That's that's the top <laughs> super chunk. That's the top riff. <laughs> it's so crispy. It's so nice. Oh, I hate myself. Oh goodness. Um, well, wrap it up and, and tell me if there's anything pretentious you want to say about the relationship between music and food. <laughs> um, I mean, I think for people with minds that are drawn to, you know, cooking, especially in kind of a fine dining kind of setting, the dishes are creative by nature. I mean, I think it's just inevitable that people like us are gonna find a lot of joy and a lot of relate easily to music i just i I don't see you know from people that we know who do this to the places that we've been to to eat at and work at i just i don't see a separation of it you know i just it's it's inevitable it's two very creative endeavors and it's just it's so easy to um kind of appreciate and love and just enjoy it it kind of becomes you need it you know um my wife makes a joke that, like, you know, I can't go any t- time without having music on. You know, it's like if I'm up in the morning brushing my teeth, it's like, oh, put something on. You know, like, uh, I think that's probably the same for Jeremy. Like, it's just like, no matter where we are, it's on. And it'll... But yeah, great, dude. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for yeah, thanks, thanks so for having me. It's, it's a lot of fun. Thanks to Chef Jeremy Wolf and Colin Stringer of Nunsuch in Oklahoma City. Head to nunsuchokc.com for reservations, but be prepared to book your spot a few months in advance. You could also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to their shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more. 
If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the places for podcasts. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for Roots culture redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. The Shift List is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. Be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at thebluegrasssituation.com. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.